Welcome to Pull Up the Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. My name is Michael DeLu. Today is Monday, January 9th. I'm live from Los Angeles, California. This is episode 113 of Pull Up the Tape. I repeat, 113 of Pull Up the Tape and the first episode of Pull Up the Tape in 2023. All right. Um, I'm really excited because, man, it's been months since I recorded an actual podcast episode. So I'm really finna pop my shit today. Like, I'm really, really finna pop my shit today. Um, before I get into today's episode, I actually want to give a random shout-out to YouTube. I don't know why, but randomly, my 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 last uh, Laker uh, reaction video, my reaction to the Lakers winning their fifth game in a row against the Sacramento Kings is doing pretty good. I mean, honestly, for considering that I'm not the most consistent on my channel, which is going to change this year, uh, I think it's doing pretty good. And it's just a little, it's a little inspiring and just like, Kind of one of those things that you know lets me know, like you know, I want to keep, I want to keep this uh, consistent flow going, keep it coming, keep getting better at every single thing I'm doing, which I am. I got a lot of things, uh, huh? I got a lot of things cooking behind the scenes. I'm, when I say cooking, I mean I chef, I chef, I cook, I cook. All right, but with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Gervonta. Tank Davis and the amazing performance that he put out on Saturday night on the 7th in um, Washington, D.C., if I'm not mistaken, against Hector Luis Garcia. And um, there's some things that I want to talk about um, in terms of this event and specifically his performance because uh, this is a really big, uh, a very big step for Tank as it's his first event, uh, not under Mayweather promotions. He's no longer um, a I guess he's no longer doing business with Floyd Mayweather and Mayweather pr- uh, promotions. But um, in the fight, um, Tank showed himself to be a legitimate champion, even though I, I wasn't really too – I didn't know who Hector Luis Garcia was before the fight, but nevertheless, it is what it is. Um, Tank showed himself to be a legit champion. Uh, it was an eight-round TKO. Um, and, you know, Tank did what he – I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This shit wasn't really all that, like – you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to see Tank and uh, Ryan Garcia get it on to start the new year, but I mean, I guess we're gonna have to wait until April for that to happen. Nevertheless, it is April fifteenth to be exact. I don't know. Um, that's what Ryan Garcia tweeted after his fight with uh, Hector Luis Garcia. But man, Tank towards the end of the fight was ah ooh, catching nigga catching a nigga with some damn like I want to really rethink my life when I sit on this stool. He was catching him with some of those. And um, between the eighth and the ninth, Garcia was saying he couldn't see, but he see what he did see was stars. That's what the fuck he saw. He he couldn't see. He couldn't see normally, but he could see some stars, um, because he felt those punches for sure. I seen like two, three nasty ass punches that I was just like, I don't know that that'll make a nigga really rethink what he got going on. And and at the end of the eighth round, um, when when they called the round. And kind of just stood there and was just like, 
and I could tell his equilibrium was off. He wasn't be, he wasn't able to think straight, and then kind of had to walk into his corner. And when as he was on the stool, he was just like, "Look, I can't see." And I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm really happy he told his corner like, "Yo, I can't fight no more." Because if he would have went back out there, he probably would have got laid on the fucking mat and he got flatlined. Like, and nobody wants to see that. Like, or nobody in his family wants to see that. I mean, I, I want to see some shit like that. But I mean, I'm, I'm more than positive that his family doesn't want to see that. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy that 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 was what it was because you know, once Tank you know settled into the fight and realized you know what, I could damn near eat this man's punches. It got really, it was it got really, uh, it, it the 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 entire complex of the fight changed. The entire complex of the fight changed. So. Um, but I'm happy that, you know, fortunately for him, he walked away, didn't get hurt, didn't get like, or sustain any massive injuries. Cause I'm telling you, man, if tank, if he would have came out there again, tank would have put him on the fucking mat and that shit would have been, whew, you know, but, uh, with that being said, it was, it, it was a decent fight. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything less than tank. I mean, tank has, is just, just that very, very, very heavy hitter. So, I mean, no matter what what's happening in the fight, whether it's boring or if he's up or if he's down or if he just looks like discombobulated or whatever the case may be, or and you know it's funny for I don't know why this is the case. You know, I mean, obviously Tank, I don't know why that people associate Tank's you know Tank's ring IQ with his like you know or they try to say he has low ring IQ because they don't like the way he sounds when he reads or when he talks or whatever the case may be, but. Honestly, as I as I continue to see watch Tank fight over and over again, he's gotten better and better in terms of every aspect of his game. So I don't the whole oh he his ring IQ that that shit is bogus. That shit's bogus. Tank is a good fighter. Tank is a lethal fighter. Tank is a dangerous fighter. A lot of guys don't want to fight Tank. A lot of guys only there's only several guys that can fight Tank, and um that I honestly think could beat him. And you know outside of like one or two dudes like it's not really many people so i mean the whole fight iq and blah 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 and if he doesn't if he could knock niggas out but i can so i mean with that being said i'm 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 really excited to see him fight ryan garcia in april even though i kind of feel like i already know what's gonna happen i'm not i don't i don't man i don't tanks fought way better fighters than ryan garcia and beat them so I don't think that he's going to. I don't. I. I don't see. I don't see Ryan Garcia stopping him or beating him. Uh, but with that being said, I'm just gonna pivot on to the next topic, which happened, which which just so happens to be Sunday Night Football and the last Sunday. Oh no 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 no, that's not the last Sunday Night Football. I was gonna say the last Sunday Night Football of the season, last regular regular season Sunday Night Football of the season, which pitted the Detroit Lions, the D-Town Lions against the. Green Bay Packers of Wisconsin, and the Lions. Surprisingly, man, they pulled this. They, they pulled this game out. It was twenty to sixteen, and man, oh man, hey man, I I have to before I, I'm gonna give credit to where credit is due and praise the Lions. But man, the Packers left food on the plate, food on the man. They executed poorly on offense. It was it was so bad. It was so bad. And Green Bay dominated this game specifically in the first half, and then to only go to only go up three points in a game you dominated for the majority of the half at halftime is pretty, pretty, pretty underwhelming. That's just not it. That's that's honestly not it. Um, but eventually, Detroit found rhythm. Uh, they established their ground game. They got things going. 
Jared Goff was able to make, you know, some big plays here and there. And, man, the Detroit Lions pulled it out. It's, it's, it's interesting, too, because Detroit, Detroit already knew that they weren't going to be able to make the playoffs at the start of the game because Seattle had beat the Rams at home. So, essentially, the Lions were only playing to keep the Packers out of, out of the playoffs. They're playing to keep, like, you know what? We can't get in, but we can fuck these niggas' nights up. We can fuck their season up. Oh, yeah, y'all won five in a row or, or four in a row or whatever the case may be. Or what, what, what was it, five? Five, four games in a row or something like that or something along those lines? But, yeah, that shit's going to stop today, and that's exactly what Detroit did. Um, it, it, I, I, you know what, man? The Lions, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm really disappointed that the Lions, because the Ly- for the Lions to get in, they needed to beat the Packers, and they needed, they needed the Seahawks to lose. And unfortunately, the Seahawks won. And since they beat the Packers, the Seahawks got to go in. But I was, I personally, I personally was really hoping that the Lions would make the playoffs for various reasons, honestly, um, because they're one of the hottest and they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, and they're competing. They, they, they finished off the the. They finished. Wait, did they lose last week? Oh, I, did they lose last week? Fuck. Did the Lions lose last week? I feel like they did, but no. I think they actually, hold on. Nah, I'm not going to even check this shit. Um, the Lions down the stretch of the uh, season, they won, what, six games? Six games or so? Uh, pretty much just like the Jaguars. The Lions, the Jaguars, and the 49ers might be the uh, the hottest teams in the NFL. I mean, the 49ers are very hot. They've won 10 straight. I mean, but one of the reasons why I wanted to see the Lions get into the playoffs because, you know, just like my Jaguars, we, we the Jaguars picked number one in the draft, the Lions picked number two in the draft. Uh, I think it would have been crazy. I mean, and we we both finished off with the, with the same seat, with the same record this season. We're both 9-8, and eight, except we got into the playoffs because we won our division. Unfortunately for, unfortunately for the Lions, the fucking fluky-ass Vikings made, uh, won their division, and they made the playoffs. But I thought it would be. I think it would have been crazy to see the Jaguars and the Lions make it because, like I said, we both drafted at the top of last year's draft, um, and I just think that would have been crazy because I don't know how often that happens. Two terrible teams turning around and make the playoffs. Um, Dan Campbell, man, I, I honestly I think he deserves. If, I was gonna say if they my uh, I called some of the homies yesterday and was talking to them. I called uh, AD. I called. Um, I called D to P, and we're just chopping it up. And I said, you know, I think Doug Peterson should win Coach of the Year. And the only person I can honestly see him getting that, getting it over him, might be Dan Campbell because Dan Campbell really turned things around in Detroit, man. Um, but fortunately, unfortunately, Detroit didn't make the playoffs. So I think, I think it should go to Doug Peterson. I mean, I'm, I am also a little biased, but personally I, I man Dan, Dan Campbell has big ass balls for them to go for it on fourth to one in that situation and then to get it um amazing they kept the ball away from the Packers um once they got that interception and um Aaron Rodgers never seen the field again and here goes the fucking media circus of oh my god it's Aaron Rodgers gonna retire he's gonna request a trade we're gonna do this shit another fucking season in the offseason and me personally honestly if Aaron Rodgers is not gonna retire or request a trade, bro, bro, cut the media circus shit out. Cut that shit out because, man, I, I'm just, I'm tired of it, honestly. And, you know, 
one last thing I'm gonna say about the Detroit Lions, man. Um, I just same thing I'm gonna say about the Jaguars, man. I hope that this season is is like the first of many like this, and they change the culture in Detroit and change the culture in Jacksonville, and they continue to build and continue to win because, man, both of these franchises, both of their fan bases have suffered for a very long fucking time, a very long fucking time. I I, I want to continue to emphasize very long time because this shit was a long time of losing, 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 and more fucking losing. Now, to the curious case of Aaron Rodgers. Man, Aaron Rodgers, last two seasons in the playoffs, had his season ended at Lambeau. And a couple years ago, you know, everybody was just under the notion, you know, if Aaron Rodgers keeps winning MVPs and, you know, is able to get that second Super Bowl, that second Super Bowl, oh, man, he's going to go down like he, he he's going to go down number two next to this guy. Feel me? Because, I mean, t- Tom Brady's done enough to – he solidified his number one. Tom Brady solidified number one. Nobody can really fuck with him. So I guess number two is up for debate between, you know, Peyton, Drew Brees – Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, you know, but just unfortunately, unfortunately for Aaron, man, he just did. He just wasn't able to get it done, man. Um, he and I and I love Aaron Rodgers. It's really gonna pain me to say this, but man, Aaron Rodgers has some of the worst losses I've ever seen in playoff history. Some of the, some of the absolute worst losses I've ever seen in playoff history. The the COVID year. The 2021, the 2021, uh, in January of 2021, when they lost to the Bucks at home, in the NFC Championship, man, against Tom Brady, who, who, it, it, they, they were leading and up majority of the game, and Aaron Rodgers left food on the plate in that game. Aaron Rodgers could have ran and scrambled for a touchdown or a first down in it, it, when they were deep in the in, in the in the Buccaneer deep in the red zone deep in the Buccaneers territory. Left food on the plate, man. Left 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 food on the plate. They ended up losing it. They they ended up losing the game. And I don't want to I don't want to specifically blame that Tampa loss specifically just on him. I also think Matt Lafleur deserves some of the blame on that. But honestly, left, left as I said, left food on the plate. Left food on the plate, left food on the plate. And that seems to be the consistent thing with Aaron Rodgers these past couple seasons. Against the 49ers last year in the playoffs. Oh, my God. That was just bad. They scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown on on their very first drive. And weren't able to score again for the rest of the game. And they they lost to, they they lost to a a, a heavily a, a underdog Niners team with with fucking Jimmy G as the quarterback, and and even that game, why they ultimately lost was because of special teams. But you score a touchdown on your first possession, don't score again. And then yesterday, Aaron Rodgers throws two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Not one, but two. Luckily for him, one of them is called back 
because the defensive lineman on the on, on the Lions was called for illegal use of hands to the face, so they called that back. Even though, honestly, that had absolutely nothing to do with the interception. But the football guy said, you know what, run that shit back. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers blitz, sees pressure, throws the ball, interception, never sees the field again. And to think that Aaron Rodgers lost to Jared Goff, Jared Goff, who plays terrible in the, when, it, when it comes to the elements, Jared Goff, that Jared Goff, he lost to him at home. Man, honestly, it, it's really sad to see, but like if, if Aaron Rodgers, that's what I'm saying, man, this whole, he can't go out like that. He cannot go, like you want your last, the last game of your career to be losing to the Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions, no, no disrespect, but come on, a Rod, a Rod, the Detroit Lions, no. And the front office seriously needs to ask ask real questions. Are are, are we is is he going to retire or are we going to trade him? I don't think it's a situation where he. I don't think it's a situation where he comes back and he. Sh- I don't. I because at this point, what what's the point? This media circus in the off season. You're going to pay him a bunch of dollars to what? Not go to the playoffs? You could do that with Jordan Love. I mean, I I personally think if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, Green Bay shouldn't even entertain the idea of of him being a quarterback. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. I I, I think enough's enough. And – as I do. I I have spoken on on the whole situation with you know his very 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 since since they won the Super Bowl. It's just been oh my god. Some some of the, some of the playoff games that the Green Bay Packers have lost. I mean, not all of them are on him specifically. I know one time. This actually might have been before they went to the Super Bowl, but I remember them losing in overtime to the Arizona Cardinals. He got stripped by Carlos Dansby for a touchdown. I remember another. I think. I think another one. Ah, uh, I, I know the Seattle one wasn't on him. The defense literally fell apart. Um. Oh, the one against the 49ers where Colin Kaepernick just ran off. Yeah, the defense just fell apart. You know, a lot of them aren't on him. But the ones towards the end of his career, ah, ah, man, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really, I, I, I want to say, really, really hard to argue. That man, some of them aren't aren't aren't, aren't on him, man. That they, him in the offense, man, and he's the court man. But with that being said, I want to pivot to the next thing I want to talk about, which is the the playoffs, man. Y'all smell that? Do y'all smell that? The playoffs are fucking here. The playoffs are fucking here. Fight playoff football, nigga. Let's go. Let's go. And unlike unlike many years, there's really no clear cutout. This team is gonna win the Super Bowl type shit, because honestly, every team has major, major question marks going into it. Maybe except for the Chiefs, but even the Chiefs, they got a little, they got a little question mark, whatever the case may be. I'm gonna talk. I'm, I'm gonna get into all the teams, and then I'm gonna just wrap this podcast up. Um, the Miami Dolphins they finished off the season nine and eight after starting off the year eight and three. 
down the stretch of the season, they went one of fucking five. The final six games, they went one of five. And the only the only game they won was the fucking game against the Jets. They won the game against the Jets on on, on Sunday. On, on, on some on some crazy shit at that, honestly. I mean, um, but this is their their, their first return to the playoffs in um six years. Last time they made the playoffs was 2016. But unfortunately for the Dolph- unfortunately for the Dolphins, they have to play the Bills again. And I mean, they split the regular season series with the Bills, but um, the win that they got was early in the season, early in the season when they were actually playing elite football. Um, the Dolphins' offense features two elite weapons in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but um, if two is not playing, the, the the only way only way they even have a chance to win if it's if if Tua plays if Tua doesn't play. I mean, they're they're either gonna play Teddy Bridgewater or what's this dude's name? Uh, fucking Skylar Thompson. I mean, yeah, nah, that's not it. I mean, the offense literally has to carry the team because past couple weeks the defense and the special teams just aren't it. They don't have enough. I mean, and then even the last couple, even the last games that Tua played, when teams are able to take away his you know his timing routes and shit like that the offense struggled up just a bunch honestly the offense struggled a bunch i personally don't see them beating the bills but i mean hey it is what it is it is called any given sunday shit at this point in the season any given sunday saturday or fucking even monday um so i mean hey who knows um the sixth seed the baltimore ravens finished off the season 10 and 7 uh the ravens ravens man on, on defense extremely stingy Extremely stingy, especially since acquiring Roquan Smith from the Bears in Week Nine. Uh, the defense has been dominant, and Baltimore clinched the playoff berth with, um, even though despite losing to the Bengals in the uh, final game of the season. But Lamar Jackson hasn't played uh, since Week what thirteen? He missed the final five games of the season, and um, you know, fortunately for the fortunately for the Ravens, they're getting back Patrick Queen, Marlon Humphrey. And they're, these guys are going to be flying all over the place making plays. And, you know, the Ravens excelled against the run, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't, without Lamar Jackson, I, can't, I honestly can't. I, what, 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 are they, what are they actually going to do? Look, so their offense is struggling. Their offense is actually – I think struggling is a fucking is – is the very nice – it's a nice way to put it. The Ravens have been the, the second lowest scoring offense – since Jack, that, obviously the first one is the fucking Jets. Since Lamar Jackson injured his knee on December fourth, and even if oh, December fourth, December fourth, and even if Jackson comes back, like how healthy will he be? Will he be fully healthy? Will he be able to really run the full offense? Ah, I don't really know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't. And they're they're playing against a division rival in the in the in the Bengals, and I'm not really too sure how that's gonna work out. And then you know their receiver core isn't the. Isn't the sec isn't isn't the the sexiest bunch of names either. So, I mean, you got Demarcus Robinson, Deshaun. They don't even have Deshaun Jackson. They can just cut that nigga actually. And Sammy Watkins. And I don't, I can't really name name anybody else on their team. But we'll see how that plays out. Los Angeles Chargers. Los, Los Angeles Chargers. I, I'm gonna say this, man. The Los Angeles Chargers. They're they're peaking at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time. They they got Joey Bosa back. Um, he returned. They're they're getting Derwin James back. Derwin James is back to playing healthy. But even before they returned, uh, the defense and uh, the defense have been taking steps up because you know they're ranked one of the lowest units in in the league with those dudes out. But now that those dudes are coming back, um, 
they're you know, not even just those dudes. Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams. Even though Mike Williams sustained a back injury, we're gonna check. We're gonna see the status of that because you know they are playing against my team, Jacksonville Jaguars. But um, I mean, they're getting healthier at the right time, so we'll see what happens. I mean, me personally, I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna do shit. I think we're gonna. I personally think my Duval Jaguars are gonna turn. We're gonna smoke some Charger pack. We are gonna smoke some Charger pack, same way we did earlier this season. Um, but that's just what I think. And um, you know, I don't know, man. The the I feel confident because the Chargers, man. Even though their offense does put up a, a lot of yards, whatever the case may be, they they have been very inconsistent in the red zone. Very inconsistent, inconsistent in the red zone. Left a lot of food on their plate. When I say a lot, I mean a lot. But hey, Duval, Duval. So the fourth seed is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars finished off the season nine and eight, winning their last five games in a row to reach the playoffs. They beat the chart. They beat the. They beat the cow. No, they who we beat? We beat the Titans. We beat the Cowboys. We beat the Jets, we beat the Texans, and we beat the Titans again to secure our very first AFC, man, AFC South championship in, in five years. The last time we made the AFC, the last time we won the AFC South was 2017, and we made it to the AFC championship game. And we made a lot of noise that year. And here we are five years later. Five years later. Ready to. Ready to make some noise, and um, Jacksonville comes into into the playoffs as one of the hottest teams, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Not the hottest, the hottest for sure is the the, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Jacksonville comes into this game uh, with just just looking like a very very complete football team. Um, the offense, even though it hasn't been clicking at this its highest cylinder, we know what they look like when they get things going. Even though, you know, I, I am a little concerned with Trevor Lawrence, you know, his past two performances, he left a lot of food on his way, especially against the Titans, especially against the Titans. He didn't really play too well, but nevertheless, the, the offense hasn't been at its strongest, but the past two weeks, the defense has stepped up, the special teams has stepped up, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are that dark horse. I definitely feel like, I definitely feel like we're going to beat the Chargers, and I definitely feel like if we can beat any team, that isn't the Kansas City Chiefs. I honestly feel like they'll beat the Buffalo Bills if we stack up against them as well. And um, I think the I think the Jaguars can make do what they did again in twenty in twenty eighteen playoffs and make the AFC Championship. Honestly, and I mean that's gonna sound crazy because I'm a fan or whatever the case may be, but it's just in my heart of hearts what I believe. The Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars can compete with any football team, and they showed me this over the course of the season. Our eight losses, two of them were two of them were two of them were double digit losses. One to the Kansas City Chiefs and one to the Detroit Lions. The rest, one-score games. Against the Commanders, one-score loss. Against the, against the Eagles, one-score loss. Against the Texans, one-score loss. Against the Giants, one-score loss. Against the Broncos, one-score loss. All, all, all of our losses except for two were one-score losses. The three-seed. The Cincinnati Bengals, man. The Bengals come into this come into this uh postseason 12 and 4. Cincinnati is uh playing 
better than they even did last season, honestly. And the Bengals won the, a- the Bengals won the AFC North and reached the Super Bowl last year for the first first time in 33 years. Joe Burrow's playing at an elite level, a very elite level. Um, the offense displayed imp- offense displayed a lot this season. Improved efficiency if, in terms of efficiency throughout the season, and they've been able, been able to score a lot of points in a lot of different ways. Overall, the Bengals are in just a much stronger position this year than they were last year. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals made it to the, play- to the Super Bowl this year. I would surprise me if they made it to the Super Bowl last year. Um, even though the Bengals haven't str- ha- the past couple of weeks haven't str- uh, strung together two strong halves on offense, you know, in uh, weeks 15, they, they put up three second-half points, zero second-half points in week 16. Um, against the Ravens, three three second half points. Um, the offensive line woes kind of continue. Um, Alex Kappa suffered a, um, a, a left ankle injury in Week 18, and Lyle Collins is still out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL, and he was their big free agent acquisition this offseason. So, um, the only thing that really concerns me about the Bengals is their offensive line as they continue to play uh, face. As they face better defenses and strong and stronger units, how would that line be able to hold up in terms of protecting Joe Burrow and giving him the time that he needs to get the ball out to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and and how are they going to hold up in the run department when when they're feeding the ball to Joe Mixon and whatever case may be. Other than that, the Bengals would be a tough out, even though I feel like my Jaguars can beat them. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, man, the Buffalo Bills come into this thing as a into the AFC playoffs as a two seed, finish off the season thirteen and three. Josh Allen, uh, when uh, when the Bill when he's playing at his best, uh, the Bills are very, 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 very hard to beat. Um, in his last two playoff games, last two playoff games, he threw nine touchdown passes, zero interceptions, and six hundred yards. Um, at this time, at times this season, Josh Allen has struggled with turnovers, but. If Josh Allen is playing with his A game and playing like the MVP level player he is, hey, th- this team is hard to beat. Simply put, um, the only, the only, only question mark I have is Josh Allen's inconsistency because he he had games that he threw multiple interceptions. He had five games where he threw two interceptions. They cost they almost they almost cost them. They almost cost them. They won some of those games too. But hey, and the Kansas City Chiefs, man. The Kansas City Chiefs, um, what can I say? Number Another year where they're the number one seed. Another year. A- A- Andy Reid has built a fucking dynasty over there. Another year where they're the number one fucking seed. Another year. The only question mark I have, because they, they this team is so complete, they have the best quarterback in the league, they have the best tight end in the league, they have one of the premier defensive players in the league, they're just a very, very complete team, honestly. And this is without Tyreek Hill. Still number one seed. Still doing a damn thing. Still, 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 still. Still, still, still. Still whooping ass. Still the number one seed. Still, J- Patrick Mahomes still throwing for 5,000. So, I mean, honestly, the only question I have on um, in terms of the Chiefs is they have the worst kicking game in the league. The worst. They missed the most... They missed the most field goals, the most PATs, then forfeited 29 points to their opponents because of that. I mean, and that could really come back to bite them in the ass in the playoffs. Now, to the NFC. Um, the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks 
come into the uh, playoffs nine and eight, and you know, unfortunately for them, they the Seahawks season reminds us what happens when that the that in the NFL anything can happen. Honestly, anything can happen. Who would have thought that a year after trading away their franchise quarterback, they're they're here in the playoffs now, and in the end they start off the season six and three. Seahawks started off the season six and three. Right there, right there with the Niners. Start off the season six and three. Um, towards the end of the season, they ended up going three and five. But I mean, hey, John Schneider, Pete Carroll, they turned this shit around. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, fortunately for me, I don't see them making you know a deep, deep playoff run. Like, um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, the defense is really a liability. They have kind of like lost a lot of momentum during that. De- Moving down the stretch of, t- of the season, uh, Jordan Brooks is out with the season-ending injury. Brian Moon, I mean, I I just don't. I, I and they're and they're playing the Niners. I don't I I don't see them being able to. I no no. I'm just being realistic. I don't I don't I don't see that being able to being realistic. Um, the New York the New York Giants they come into they come into the NFC playoffs as the sixth seed, uh, with a record of nine seven and one. Um. I don't believe in them either. Honestly, they they had a renaissance turnaround season. Um, I think they for sure overachieved, but um, I don't trust Daniel Jones as the quarterback. I don't think he's that guy. Um, I mean, they're getting healthy. Um, they're getting Adoree Jackson back, and they're getting uh, safety Xavier McKinney back. But, I mean, realistically, the, the Giants only have one win against a team. Um, they entered a week... 18 with a winning record, and I, I want to say that, that was us. Honestly. Other than that, I don't I don't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head any of the team. Oh, no, no, no. That's 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 a lie. It was actually against Baltimore. Uh, we didn't enter the we didn't enter week 18 with the winning season. We enter week 18 at eight at at eight hundred. At five hundred, and then you know, once we won our game, we then got a winning record. But yeah, I don't really think this team is for real. I it, it, part part of why I don't think this team is for real is they finished off the season with a minus point differential, minus six. What does that tell you? When they lost, they lost bad. When they won, they barely won. The Dallas Cowboys are enter the NFC playoffs at twelve and five, and as the fifth seed and the highest wild card seed. The Cowboys are a fucking joke. They lost to the fucking Commanders. They're a fucking joke. The Cowboys are a fucking joke. The Cowboys aren't doing anything. Anything. The, the Cowboys probably won't even beat the Buccaneers. Honestly. Honestly. They probably won't even beat the Bucks. Honestly, the Cowboys are a fucking joke. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. They're a fucking joke. A, j- j- a joke. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how every single year this notion that they're going to win the Super Bowl or make noise in the playoffs. No. No. Fuck no. You just look. What? The Cowboys couldn't listen to this. The Eagles barely beat the. Who did they play? Who the fuck did the Eagles play? Fuck. Who did the Eagles play? I think it might have been the Giants. I think the Eagles played the Giants. The cow, the the Eagles barely win whoever. the Eagle, Yeah, it was the Giants. Actually, it was the Giants. So the Eagles barely beat the Giants, right? For the Cowboys to get the number one seed, they would have needed the Eagles to lose, the 
Niners to lose and for them to win because they beat the Vikings. They didn't even go they they didn't even go out and handle their own business. They fucking lost a clown ass team. This team is a fucking joke. Every single year. Hey, I, I, I tell I tell people this all the time. I'd rather my team be consistently terrible than give me false hope every single year the way the Cowboys do it. The, the Cowboys are, are experts in choking and failure. For the last 25, since the mid-90s, the Cowboys have been living on their fucking knees sucking dick. This team is a fucking joke. The Cowboys are fucking Uh, the Buccaneers, they come in as the as the four seed with a losing record, eight and nine. I don't really, I don't really care for this team. I don't neither do I want to talk about them. Neither are they worth talking about. Uh the Minnesota Vikings come in as the three seed with a 13 and four record. Um, the Vikings have won all of their games this season that were decided by one score game, which is the NFL record, which will never happen again. Um, and I don't I don't think many people really understand. Like, man, don't please, please, please. Next year, when the Vikings take a step back, don't be surprised, because a lot of the, they won eleven games that were decided by one score. Most teams typically, most teams typically go five hundred in games decided by you know one score games. But the fact that the the, the Vikings were able to win to, to win eleven of them, eleven, they won double digit games decided by one score. You know how crazy that sounds? And they're doing all this. They're doing all this to probably to not even make it to the NFC Championship. But, hey, what do I know? The San Francisco 49ers. Man, they, hey, these niggas is dogs. These niggas is dogs. The Niners are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Ten straight. It didn't matter. With, with, with three different quarterbacks, that's the crazy thing. They won 10 straight games. This defense is the top of like of every single defensive metric that matters. They're top. They're in the top five. They're, they got Christian McCaffrey. The offense has been rolling. The special teams also made great strides, man. This team, this is a very, this is a very, very complete team. This team is better than last year. They whooped up on, they whooped on every fucking body. Everybody. Check the record for teams. Check the check the record for teams. After the week after they play the 49ers, all of them lose. Why? The 49ers beat the fuck up on them. 49ers be out there smacking shit, laying wood. The only, the only question mark on the 49ers right now is Brock Purdy. How is he going to react in um, high high pressure, high volume situations? Other than that, man, and if he if he responds well, 49ers are going to, or 49ers are going to Super Bowl. 49ers, if he responds well, for, for, can't no team in the in can't no team in the NFC beat the 49ers. I, I that's on soul. That's on soul. Can't no team in the NFL in, in the NFL, actually, in the NFL and NFC. Can't no team in the NFL and NFC beat the 49ers. No. No, if Brock Party is on his shit, no, it's not happening. And last but not least, the Philadelphia Eagles, who stumbled into the postseason. With a record of fourteen and three, losing their last, losing the last two of their three games to end the season. They won the last one, but they lost the last two because you know they didn't have their quarterback Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, typically in January you want to be playing your best football and you're at your healthiest. Fortunately, 
unfortunately for the Eagles, that's not their situation. Um, Jalen Hurts is coming, just came back from a, just came back from a shoulder injury, and um, yeah, honestly, this team, this team has some serious injuries to really, really key figures in their team with Lane Johnson, abdominal tear, and Avante Maddox. Hopefully, the both, hopefully they get both those guys back. Um, if they do, they can easily go to uh, they can go to the Super Bowl as well. Honestly, I mean NFC Championship should be the Niners and the Eagles, and I mean I, I that's a talk, that's honestly a toss up. It all, all all will really depend on the way Brock Purdy plays, but I mean, oh man, it's it's gonna be really fun. Uh, this I, I love this time of the year. I love play. I feel like a I feel like a young nigga at the fucking smoke shop when I just I feel like, like when when the when playoff football comes around I feel like a young nigga at the weed shop when I walk in I just it smells like fucking football let's go with that being said my name is Michael Delu this is the episode one one thirteen of Pull It to Save like comment subscribe holla at me I'm out this bitch.